Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today, as always, every day as we get into the Word of God and allow it to transform our lives. We have been talking this week about wise stewardship and particularly wise use of our funds in helping giving to charitable or Christian ministries. How do you make good decisions on where to give your resources, which for most of us are limited? We don't have an unlimited amount. Sometimes I wish I did. Sometimes I wish I just had, you know, like hundreds of millions of dollars I could give to all kinds of places. I could be an Elon Musk or someone or a Bill Gates or Warren Buffett or someone like that. But I'm not, and you're probably not either. And so we have limited resources, and we want to give them wisely in the work of the Lord. So this morning, I want to talk specifically about giving to those who have benefited your life. In Galatians 6, 6, it says, the one who's taught the word is to share all good things with the one who teaches him. This, uh, this ought to be a, just a way of expressing gratitude. I know in, we have here in America, we have a month that is considered Pastors Appreciation Month in which we want to show appreciation to our pastors and thank them for ways in which they serve us. It's often a thankless job, believe it or not. Now, I know a lot of jobs are thankless, and a lot of jobs are not, uh, you might feel, are not rewarded adequately. But lots of times your pastor's like that because uh, their work is never done. Their, their work, you know, they're on call 24 hours a day if someone has an emergency, whether it's a, a spiritual emergency, a relational emergency, a health emergency. Many times pastors are on call and, and uh, their life can be interrupted and so on. I'm not a pastor now myself. I used to be, and I realize that that life is something God calls us to. And I might add, there's a great joy in serving like that, but it does take, it, 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 the more appreciation we could show, the better. And I will be talking here some today about your pastor as well, your pastors and those who have just sown spiritual truths in your life. Those who have taught you the word, the one who taught the word ought to share all good things with those who teach. Now, I've got so many thoughts on this. You know, um, one is we live in in a day where you can get so much free information on the internet. And we're used to receiving things for free. I know I do. I'm, I, the internet has made me a consumer of more and more information. Whereas I used to buy books or I used to have to pay for a course. Now you can get almost anything for free on the internet. And it can teach us to um, be consumers in a way that don't express gratitude back towards those who have blessed us. And I want to say, particularly in your church, we don't ever want to lose this. We don't ever want to lose the value of people who really give to us and we have a relationship with and we love. And we should be expressing gratitude. But I also think of this. You know, people on campus sometimes ask me, they say, you get paid to do this? When I'm out preaching on campus, they say, is this your job? And they see me out there hours and hours and Usually by the second or third day I'm out there, they realize I didn't just show up on my lunch break. They realize that this is something I do all the time. And they, they're they kind of intrigued they, they're, or, or confused. Why would anyone pay you to do this? And often this comes from people who are paying $15,000, $20,000, $30,000 a year for their college education 
much of which, uh, hopefully some of which will really benefit them in, in their, their future career, but a lot of which they'll soon forget and they don't even care to be in the class and it's so forth. And what it tells me, it's a value system. They value a college degree. They value a college education. And to some degree, some of them, not all of them, for sure, value what they are learning in their classroom. But, you know, you and I ought to value the treasures of God's Word when we learn it. It is a treasure. We never want to take it for granted. We, we, we have access, like I said, over the internet, we have access to so much Bible teaching. We have sermons you can hear online. We have books you can buy. Probably you, if you're like me, you have more than one Bible in your own home. And it's easy for us to take for granted and not realize the treasure of God's Word that we have, the treasure. David said that he valued God's Word more than thousands of silver and gold pieces. Just think of that. What's a gold piece worth nowadays? What's a piece of silver worth nowadays? Thousands of them? That'd be like millions of bucks. And he said, I value your word. I treasure your word in my heart. I value it more than thousands of silver and gold pieces. And so we, some people like those students who challenged me on campus, you know, why would anyone pay to do what I do or get paid to do what I do? What they're saying is they value what will produce money, but do they value the spiritual truths that they're learning? And I believe that as Christians, we realize those spiritual truths are of utmost value. They have eternal rewards involved. They, they give us that true wealth isn't, isn't really reflected only in your paycheck. That's nice to get a nice paycheck. But true wealth can be determined and can be uh, seen as well in, in a happy family, a happy marriage, uh, how you raise your children to love you and to love God, how you, you live in, in good relationship with others, your own mental health, self-esteem, spiritual health. All of these things are true riches and true wealth. And they're not taught in the university and they're not taught in the classroom. They're taught from the word of God. And we ought to be people who value these. And like I said, so many of us, we pay tens of thousands of dollars for college education. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but I'm saying, do we value those who teach us God's Word as much or more? Now, Paul writes this, if we sowed spiritual things in you, is it too much if we reap material things from you? This is a principle. And, he, and, and again, we understand, the college students understand that. They wouldn't expect a professor to teach them for free. You wouldn't expect a, a person in your in your um, um, uh, your your elementary school to teach you for free. You would expect that these people, this is their work, their calling, and they do maybe they're sacrificial. It is their service, but they do it out of love. Yes, hopefully, but also to, for pay with it. You would expect as well, and yet. When it comes to Christian service, there's another aspect here. And Paul writes, he goes on in the very next verse to say this, we sowed spiritual truths in you. Is it too much that we reap material things from you? And yet he says, if others share this right over you, do we not much more? Do we not more? Nevertheless, we did not use this right, but we endure all things for the sake, all things so that we will cause no hindrance to the gospel of Christ. 
and this is an important thing for those of us who are supported financially, is we don't exert that right. I guess you have the right to, but if you have the heart and spirit of Paul, you say, wait a minute, more important than my needs being met is that I cause no hindrance to the gospel. This is the true spirit of a missionary. This is the true spirit of a servant of God. This is a true spirit that all people who are financially supported in the work of ministry should have. Not demanding, not not promoting themselves, but rather saying, uh, even though I have this right, I'm not going to use it because I don't want to be perceived that what I'm doing is about getting money from you. And indeed, this was a problem in Paul's day, just as it is like in our day. People who who are perceived this way, and, and it's an accusation against the gospel, that we don't want to be giving enemies of the gospel room to accuse us. Now, now, let me, one other verse I want to bring related to this, those who teach us the word. It comes from 1 Timothy 5, 17 through 18, and this refers, I would assume, primarily to our pastors. It says, the elders who rule well are to be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who work hard at teaching and preaching. For Scripture says, you shall not muzzle the ox while he's threshing, and the laborer is worthy of his wages. So can you imagine an uh, ox that's threshing and you don't feed it? You expect it to keep threshing the wheat, and the wheat's going to feed you. But you don't feed the ox until finally he gets so tired he doesn't do his job. That's what Scripture says. That's the Old Testament. Also, it's interesting, Paul here quotes from the book of Luke, calling it Scripture, just kind of an interesting apologetic on the Scriptures. But the labor is worthy of his wages is what Jesus said. And we ought to think that as well. So what's he talking about here? The elders who rule well should be worthy of double honor. Now, in this chapter, Paul's talking about honoring widows who are widows indeed and how to take care of them and to provide for widows if they have, if they're deserving of the church taking care of them. And he says they're to honor them. Interestingly, he says that the elders are to have double honor. And I believe that this word means, I think it has to do with money. I think it has to do with, in the whole context, is what he's saying. Yes, you should respect a widow and you should respect an elder, but he's talking about providing for them. And he's saying that with it, when it comes to the elders, make sure they have more than enough. Those who are working hard at teaching and preaching, these are the people that are building the church. These are the people that are winning the loss. These are the people that are advancing the kingdom. We need to make sure that they're well taken care of because they are the leading the charge. And so I want to encourage you, some of you may be on a a board at your church, or some of you may have influence on what your pastor gets paid. Make sure that they get taken care of. I know years ago, we were, uh, when we lived in another city, and I was pastoring a church, and there was a family in our church, they were a new family, and they're pretty wealthy, and their kids would wear their clothes for, you know, uh, nice clothes, nice name brand clothes from nice stores. They'd wear them for a few months, and then they'd get new clothes. And I remember uh, they started giving us their hand-me-downs for our kids. Now, Roz and I are pretty excited. Because, at least I was pretty excited. I can't speak for her. I was pretty excited. I think, wow, these are like hundreds of dollars worth of, uh, of clothing that are still in fine shape, and I, our kids will look good in them. But sometimes you wonder also, what do the kids of pastors think when they get the hand-me-downs of those, of other people? 
I'm glad we think of others and we don't just throw them away, but don't think of your pastor and your leaders as getting your leftovers. Don't think of them as just getting what you're not interested in anymore. Think of taking care of them, providing them with double honor, not just giving them, uh, I mean, get, honor them, give them double honor. I think this is what they're worthy of. And make sure that as you think of them, you, you show love and appreciation to those who are teaching you the treasures of God's word and who are there for you. Shall we pray about it? Father in heaven, I want to thank you today for your kingdom principles of money. And I want to thank you, Lord, for those among us who work hard at teaching and preaching. And they labor, they labor, their labor is worthy of his wages. And they're like that ox that's that's treading out the wheat. And I pray, Lord, that those who work hard at teaching and preaching would be um, receiving double honor for the work they do. I pray, Father, that they'd know they're appreciated. I pray, Lord, that whatever they get, whether money or words of thanks, encouragement, whatever it is, Lord, they'd know they're appreciated. We thank you for those who've sown spiritual truths into our lives. We value them, Lord. We value them more than anything because they've, they, they've given us eternal life. They've told us how to get to heaven. They've told us how to live the way God wants us to, the way you want us to. And Father, I pray today that we, in our use of our money and use of our giving and the resources we have, would know how to show appreciation and gratitude to those who have sown spiritual truths into our lives. We bless you, and we love you, and we pray these things in Jesus' holy name. Amen, amen, and amen. And as as we know, this is uh, our ministry, I might add. I'm not saying this just to be done in my life. I stress your, your pastors first, but our ministry as well receives donations. And if God lays it on your heart, there's our address, tomthepreacher.com, online, or Tom Short Campus Ministries. I'm grateful. I know a lot, number of people in the chat. I see your name, and I know that you give and support our work as you are able, and we're grateful for that. God bless you. So glad to have you along with us today. If you're new, welcome to our daily YouTube. We come here every day, 8.30 a.m. live, Eastern Time. and uh, But you can watch later in the day. The videos are kept up. They're kept up for years. You know, there's there's over a thousand back there. You can find them on a ton of topics. Just search uh, our page and you can find them. And I hope you subscribe to our channel. I hope you smash the like button and I hope you tell people about it. Let's grow this channel of people are getting the Word of God every single day and growing. Post this on your social media tell them about this and so on. To those of you here every day, I love you. So glad to have you along. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. God bless you. Bye-bye.